singer to singer. Sophie Bancroft in conversation with jazz vocalist Fiona Duncan. Episode 2, The Teenage Years. How could anyone be so cross? Won't you tumble off your high horse? You know you love to be loved. Cross patch. When did you do nursing? 16, I, I went in right at my prelims, just after my prelims. I, went, I decided I wasn't going to do any more, and I went into Hair Mars as a uh, auxiliary pre-training, right? Then I did, it was a year and something, and then my folks were going to the States and I was supposed to start my training. But I'd done a year, I'd done a year. And I just decided, no, this is really not what I wanted to do. My sister was a nurse in that hospital, mm. but this wasn't my thing. And I went with my and I started singing on the boat on the way over because I had my uh, ukulele, four-string guitar with me. And I got a, an Arthur Godfrey show in the States, which I didn't do because I didn't want to go to New York on my own. I got that from somebody on the ship. But then when we went up to Peggy's place, I met this folk singer who... Uh, had this young protege who was a songwriter and I went to their house. He was a millionaire, this guy. His daughter was, she had cerebral palsy and she'd written a couple of numbers that were in the hit parade and the top 20. And she used to write all these songs and take them down to New York and get them recorded in our local studio, take them down to the A&R man of old capital. And so they took me down on the trip and I met the people from Riverside Records and the guy heard me singing and offered me a contract. And Anne White's father had gone to my mum and dad and said, right, I'll look after Fiona, I'll send her to college here and, you know, we'll get her this record contract and I'll take care of her career. And I had to apply for a permanent residence. I had to come back because my time was up. And when I got back here, I thought, I don't want to go on my own. I don't want to. So I, I said, just said to mum, no, we'll phone the mum and see if changed my mind. I'm not doing it. So you you did your nursing for a year, then you went over on the boat to visit yeah. your parents who were in the States, yeah. and that's when all that happened, yeah. and you came back and then you decided yeah. you didn't want to go back. Yeah. Did you ever regret that? Was that ever a... Yeah. No, just felt it was the I've right thing. I've never regretted anything that I've not done. Yeah, that's brilliant. Never. So you, you must have always had really good, strong instincts that you held. held I, 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 I got... Yeah. And... I've never gone against, and if any time I have gone against my gut reaction, it hasn't worked. 
you know. Mm. But I've known before I was going to do it, it's not going to work, so mm. I'm not going to do something that's, you know. Yeah. I've had too many bumps to, you know. Yeah. And I think, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and that's good. I didn't think, I mean, it's really easy to accept things if you're panicking, you know, about what am I going to do next, how am I going to survive? And uh, I've always just managed. It's never been, you know, never a lot of money, but, you know, I didn't seem to need it. I don't think you do. You got a smile sweet and sunny. You can turn the flies like honey. But Jackson, oh, so smart. Shame, shame. Everybody knows your name, Cross Patch. Don't you know what it takes you to fight? You know, when I started singing with my brother's group, which was pianovised bass and drums, the Lindsay MacDonald Quartet, who played in the Union, in the snug bar downstairs every Friday night. And I can remember them saying to me, now, if you're going to sing with us, you have to sing, it's like, you've got to be like Ella or Sarah. And right, and so it was very, no microphone. And it was very low key, you know. Uh, and I can remember thinking, oh, it's so difficult doing things like you brought a new kind of love to me and Mr. Paganini and all these things they wanted me to do. And it was quite hard, mm. you know, and it was hard. Mm. I listened and listened and listened. And I mean, my head down at the gramophone on the floor, just eating mm. up the phrasing and wondering how she does that and how does she get from there to there and how does she make her voice. I mean, just... And not having anybody except my brother-in-law, who was a classical singer, to advise me, who mm. hated jazz. So he, you know, leave that alone, do something, you know, mm. don't do that. And it was very difficult because there was nobody to ask. Mm. Uh, there was The only singer I knew was Mary McGowan, you know, who was singing with a stone person. And... She was not. She was not singing like Ella or Sarah, you know. Mm. And there was nobody else that was that I met that was singing like that until I got to London. Yeah, there was no singers. Yeah. a few, but you never. They all went to London, you know. Yeah. So this. So this was. How old were you when yes, you were? I was sixteen. Okay. Sixteen. I was just, you know, at the end of my nursing thing, and. Ian, you know, they were playing and they played every Saturday night in the men's union in the snug bar and on a Friday night in the Campus Lang Institute, which was a big dance. And, I mean, that was a photograph there of the the very first one I ever did. It's just one photograph. I was about, I look about 19 there, but I was about 19. Mm-hmm. It was Alex O'Glish in the background at one of the very first gigs. That was the first one I ever did. Look at that microphone there. That was, wow. And that's my brother in the background right, on yeah. piano. Oh, look at your hair. Really long. Let me see. Looks like it's really, looks like you've got a Yeah, it was, yeah. 
So you were you were about sixteen there? Yeah, I was sixteen. Sixteen year old girls didn't look like sixteen year old girls now. No. You know, they were I mean it was you were like an old lady by the time you were that age. <laughs> Is there any other here from this era? The only one I just came across, the only other one I found, that's that's Jimmy McGregor there. That's when I was blonde. Oh, wow. You really were blonde. And I did it, you know, and, and, and I thought, oh, no. That's terrible. I just look at that big fat blonde. Oh, I can remember. <laughs> Let me see. And that's the, this was a fancy dress thing. <laughs> and and this guy got a wig just like my hair, and came as me. <laughs> Tonight, brilliant. And you'll always be loved. This was in Turkey. That was in one of the prince's palaces, the sultan's palaces in Turkey. That was it where all his concubines were kept. Wow. And he was a bust sultan. And this was in the afternoon, a gig in the open air, and competing with all the prayer singers oh. who were on there. <laughs> and it's like, it was like, oh, he's louder than me. Oh. That was, oh, it was crazy. <laughs> so just looking at these looking at this photo from when you were 16 yeah um, just looking at the microphones yeah that was the one that used to have in the BBC right okay you know the yeah. one with the it had springs on it yeah when did things change to become like the shore you know the sort of close well you know the kind of mics we use nowadays when, can you remember oh when it aye it was quite late on I mean I can remember doing a gig in Hampton Court in London, and the stage was actually a a hay a trolley, a big trolley, you know, that they used to load the hay onto in this hall right at Hampton Court. And the microphone hung from the ceiling. Wow. And it was one of these. Yeah. And it went out and it came. <laughs> And smacked out my front teeth. Oh, Fiona. <laughs> Presumably it was quite a different mic technique when the more modern mics came in. Oh, I mean, the, these mics were terrible. I mean, they, they actually... I used to feel it, it, it they ate the sound. You know, right. you put the sound in and it dissipated, you know, because it was like singing with a big... Yeah. You know, and nothing... Yeah. Just, Felt as if it was coming. You really had to sing hard. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up with any voice at all after these years of gigs like that. So did it feel a real great? Oh, it was a easy real, progression yeah. into the moment. But I was frightened of the the power of the new mic mm. because I'd been so used to having to really push to get a sound out. Mm. You know. I'm so used to that that it seemed as if I wasn't working mm. when I used one of these, you know. I'm still not, you know, I'm not as au fait with microphone technique as every other young singer because you've all come up a different way, you mm. know. Mm. 
Mike technique was something that I didn't learn till a lot later, and I only learned it to suit the way I sing. Mm. Pulling on the wave when I know that I'm going to be having to give it 90, mm. and then bringing it in again when it's, you know. Mm. But it's, it was a whole different thing then, mm. Sophie. And would you, the bands you were working with, would you take your own PAs around like... Always. You'd, you would? It was terrible too. We had hand-knitted ones. I mean, they were in old wooden <laughs> cases. They looked like looked like moving crates, you know. Yeah. I mean, they didn't look like a... And it, oh. You had to make them so, because we kept having so many bumps and yeah. crashes and these bloody wagons, you know. You know, as in all these drunk people driving, because you used to, everybody used to drink then, you yeah, know. Yeah. It was crazy. And I remember when they started spelling my name right, they used to spell it Fiona with one N, mm. and I used to see that and I used to think, it's, oh, it's me, but that's not. And then I remember maybe six months later, seeing the Saturday, you know, guessing again and two ends. I thought that's when I had a, it was almost a court case because uh, uh, an actress that was called Fiona Duncan, she was in that show Emergency Ward 10, which was a soap. And she got a lot of parts, you know. Her name was Fiona Duncan, and she started getting checks for my gigs. Oh. And, and then she put something in the paper saying that, you know, she'd had this name all her life. <laughs> what do you think, huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, and mine's not spelt the same as yours anyway. And that's when it finally, you know, came to a head and they got it separated that she was not me. Right. And I was not her. Right. People used to say, oh, I saw you in emergency ward 10. I <laughs> <laughs> <You> didn't. <laughs> were your parents supportive of what you were doing? Oh, yeah. My mother was great. She never praised me, you know. She never put me down either, though. But, you know, she was always very supportive, but she'd say, now come along, just, you know. Pull yourself together. You know, you can do this. You know you can. Just you, you know, mm. keep your own counsel. <laughs> keep your own counsel. I've seen her better. My father was totally, I mean, he just, the first night I, I joined the Stompers, when he came and asked if I could join the band, um, you know, I said, I'll have to ask my mum and dad. And they said, well, we'll have a rehearsal tonight and we'll come and ask them. And my father took all the boys into the room and said, uh, right, I'm putting my trust in all of you uh, to look after my daughter. And if anything happens to her in any fashion, shade or shape, I will be, you know, coming to see you. And just, you know, shake. 
in your shoes. <laughs> Brilliant. So after that, I mean, they were, I had, it was like having seven big brothers. <laughs> I couldn't do anything without them saying, eh, excuse me, who's he? <laughs> no, no, you know. So I was thinking, I was like, ah, this is no fun. <laughs> No, but they were great. Yeah. The band were, they were great. They were great. And they looked after me and, you know, they were great. I had, you know, very safe time. Oh, that's fantastic. Very safe time. Hey, cross patch, how could anyone be so cross? Won't you tumble off your high horse? You know, you love to be loved. Cross patch. If you feel the wind change, they say it'll make your face stay that way, and then you'll never be loved. Cause you got a smile sweet and sunny, you can charm the flies like honey, but Jackson, oh so smart. Shame, shame, everybody knows your name. Cross patch, don't you know what it takes two to fight? I want you kiss make up tonight, and then you'll never be loved. This episode featured the song Crosspatch from Fiona Duncan's CD Young and Foolish, released by 10 to 10 Records. It's available to buy from propermusic.com. You can hear more tracks by Fiona Duncan at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Fiona Duncan. Singer to Singer is a Sophie Bancroft production. Visit www.sophiebancroft.co.uk for more information. Mm-hmm.